Coming to you from Studio Ice Nine in Earth's capital, San Diego, California, USA. It's the Beatdown Show. If you don't think it's mess, you got the wrong damn address. Here is your indomitable host, C. Colton. Let fury have the hour. Anger can be power. The immortal words from the seminal punk band The Clash on the song Clamp Down. Huzzah, huzzah, and welcome back in for another episode of the almighty Beatdown Show. <laughs> That's marvelous. I am your host, C. Colton, a.k.a. C. Note, a.k.a. C. Fresh, a.k.a. C. Word, a.k.a. Cornelius Coltniferous Third, Esquire, of course. And we're back with episode eight of our program, The Beatdown Show. And a little bit about our show. It's a San Diego-centric program, and we touch on a variety of topics, among them sports, music, culture, and, of course, craft beer. We speak our minds on The Beatdown Show, and we are beholden to no one. And we have no sponsors and no real agenda other than to keep people informed and entertained about what's going on in the 619, the 858, the 760, all of San Diego County. Each episode, we will usually feature a local person of interest for a guest interview. Instead, today, we have a special in-house guest, and I'll get to him in just a moment. Just remember, though, the show is constantly evolving, and there's a lot of moving parts. And we'd love for you to interact with us. Like us on Facebook, The Beatdown Show. Our Twitter handle, our Twitter handle is at Beatdown Show. You can email us. It's uh, beatdownsd at gmail.com, and you can tell us how much we suck. But you can also subscribe on iTunes and write a review while you're there. We'd appreciate it. That's another way you can tell us how much we suck. Anyhow, that's one way to stay connected to the show. We appreciate all the followers that we have out there in the universe. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got to uh, acknowledge my, of course, main man, the engineer extraordinaire, the man's behind, the man on the ones and twos, uh, my executive producer, McCoolin. And today we have a special guest co-host 
my man, Jay Joe, Jay Biddy. How you feeling today, Jay? Yo, I'm feeling great. Hit me on Facebook, J-A-Y space B-I-D-D-Y, or on Twitter, at J-A-Y, J-A-Y, B-I-D-D-Y 5, J-J Biddy 5. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's do it, man. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you could be here. Uh, you, you, you psyched? You ready for the beatdown show here? Hey, I'm ready to beat some topics down. Well, that's what, exactly what we're going to do. And now we're going to go into the breakdown. Break down. The flow will break you down. Let the flow will break you down. The flow will break you down. Tell me if you recognize that uh, that drop right there. You know who that is? Hip hop group from the '90s, Jay Betty. I know you're a hip hop fan. I don't know this one, man. Foo Schnickens. Who once rapped with uh, Shaq? That's right. He was Shaq Fu. That's right. He was the fourth Fu. It sounded like some West Coast stuff, but I know they're from Jersey or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're from New York, but uh, that's okay. That's '90s stuff right there. All right, here the show breakdown's pretty simple. We're going to talk about some local stuff that's been going around town. Like, uh, well, there was a Bankers Hill sniper that kind of uh, got everybody pretty scared around uh, near downtown and near the airport. We have to talk about our ambulance response times, which have been pretty shoddy for our big city here. It's San Diego Beer Week, too. We'll go into that. And, of course, we will then transition into sports. After that, we will talk a little bit about the local music scene. I'm going to have specifically a review of the Halloween Spooktacular show that I went to at Soda Bar. Jay's going to talk a little bit about some local music that he's a fan of. After that, we're going to get into our craft beer segment entitled What You Drinking On? So we'll go into that. A lot to discuss um, on the sports segment. I I think I may have glossed over the sports segment. We have a lot to go on there, including the Padres have a new manager. The Chargers continue to lose games. But fear not, it's almost time for Aztecs basketball, one of the consistently fun and winningest teams locally that we've had in quite some time. We'll wrap things up with a little short segment on restaurant bar etiquette, and then we'll finish with our signature piece known as the beatdown list. That's where the show gets its name. So... At this point, it's time to uh, get into the show. Let's spit some hot fire. More fire, more fire, more fire. Hey, and since we have Jay Biddy here, let's spit fire one more time. More fire, more fire, more fire. All right, Jay, you heard about this story, the Bankers Hill Sniper. What? Tell me what you were doing and what you thought of when you heard a little bit about it and how it impacted you or just those around you. You know, for the most part, I was more... <laughs> I was more uh, uh, concerned about my commute home, but mm-hmm. I did watch uh, when he made it to court. And I don't know if you saw this bit on uh, on the local news, but when they brought him in front of the judge uh, for his sentencing, I don't know how the law works, but he kept quoting May 1st, 1776, May 1st, 1776. He said it like about eight times. So I Googled it, and according to Google, that was when the Illuminati was established. So he kept, he, he just kept saying that date. And that was really odd. And, you know, maybe he's trying to get the insanity case. I don't think it's going to work out for him this way. 
No, probably not. And uh, I assume we're, we're definitely still talking about the Bankers Hill sniper that nobody was hurt. Thank goodness. Nobody was killed, but he had some sort of domestic dispute with his former girlfriend. She escaped unhurt, but it put a couple of schools in the, in the Bankers Hill area on lockdown and actually flights coming into San Diego, in and out of San Diego International Airport were suspended and delayed because, of course, Bankers Hill's right there in the flight path. I mean, that's scary, man. It is scary, and it messed up a lot of people's uh, uh, travel schedules or whatnot. And uh, apparently what I know about this guy is he's like a Vegas guy, and, you know, like uh, he definitely has a rap sheet, you know. So I don't know what was going on with this guy, but, you know, it kind of sucks that the schools had to go down and flights had to go down because, you know, one person can mess it up for a lot of people. Absolutely. And in the name of safety, thank goodness no one hurt. No one was hurt. Well, famed uh, public enemy hype man, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, not Chuck D, but our, our other homie. Um, and that is, of course, Flavor Flav once said that, uh, well, 911 is a joke. Get up and get, get, get down. 911 is That's right. So Rural Metro, the company that contracts with the city of San Diego for ambulance service, emergency ambulance service, is their response time is so slow and not under what the guidelines of the contract said that the city fined them over $200,000 for not holding up their end of the bargain. Um, I tell you what, as you know, any anytime an emergency call comes in, San Diego Fire Department comes through with it as well. And they also have EMTs on board. But basically, the paramedic company that's contracting out, they're not holding up their end of the bargain. And they're saying it's just because they don't have enough paramedics to go around. Again, this could be a scary situation if you have an emergency. Yeah, and that's true. Um, the thing with the uh, paramedic or ambulance companies is... They're not ran by the state. They're not ran by the city. Private. They're private. They're private ambulances, private paramedics, and uh, we, we we contracted them. So is that something we need to fix or whatever? I mean, like, why does not anywhere in America have private ambulances or private paramedics or ambulances uh, at that point? It's like, what do you want? What do you want? This is crazy to me. It's it's an interesting topic, and I know this. The response times again are we're not we're slow you know 911 is a joke as flavor flav said 20 plus years ago and in a city this big especially with the overcrowding and the traffic i know this i've i've witnessed many ambulances and fire crews that are getting out on an emergency and they say something like 90 percent of the time you see a fire engine dispatched it's not a fire it's an emergency situation and i believe that to be true uh you know, they, they navigate the city streets as carefully as possible. They don't just go plowing through an intersection at 80 miles an hour. They slow down a little bit. Most most motorists are smart enough to pull over to the side like you're supposed to. So we'll monitor that as we continue. Something else going on now in San Diego, and it fits so well. We'll probably hit on it a little bit, too, during our craft beer segment is it's San Diego Beer Week. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen, Brother Jay? Amen. Amen for beer. Uh, we do have San Diego Beer Week. It's every November. It's a week so huge, so gigantic, 
It cannot be contained by just one week, Jay. It's 10 days from November 6th to the 15th. How about that, my man? I love it. Got to. Got to. Absolutely. Everything from tap takeovers to beer brunches. I rolled past a place here in North Park this morning, uh, a brunch spot called Breakfast Republic, and there were easily 120 people out on their patio. And I said, I wonder what's going on over there. And then I thought, San Diego Beer Week, baby. They're having something going down on that. So you got to love that, right? I mean, it's I'm, great exposure. I'm headed to Hamilton's uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, I guess they have an event over there, so I'm going to go check that out. Hamilton's in North, uh, I'm sorry, South, South Park. Park. South Park, yeah. That's right. uh, one of the best beer bars in America and certainly uh, probably top-notch, if not one or two in our city. Love Hamilton's. So that is definitely coming our way. Well, now it's time for us to shift gears and go... Sports! I don't know if it'll make any change, but I figure it's time for me to start playing ball. Yeah. I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Jay, you're a, you're a hoop player. You, do you appreciate those quotes from Hoosiers and the Hoosiers theme Oh, music? I love it. I love we that use. movie, too. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, uh... uh Patriots wore the uh, Hickory uniforms last night against Miami. I, you know, I just saw that. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that they're doing that to honor it. The uniforms look stupid, but yeah, I think it's cool that they're honoring them that way. So uh, that is fantastic. Who can't get fired up for sports talk when we hear that one? Well, I think uh, the most pressing thing we need to discuss is the Padres' search for a new manager ended. They hired 38-year-old Andy Green. Hey, you know what? Who? Who? Yeah. Who the hell is this? Jay, who is yeah, this guy? Who? who? You know, 38 years old. I mean, he, he's right there. He's one of our peers, you know. And right. I don't know what he could do. Where was he at? Arizona? He was the third base coach at Arizona. Supposedly, he's paid his dues coming up in coaching. Obviously, he didn't have much of a pro career. And I don't think that matters. I think it's just not a sexy hire to me. Now, the other good thing is it's not some old retread like Dusty Baker or some old bastard who, you know, flamed out at three other managerial jobs. It's good to have new blood in the game. I'm just not sure this is the guy. So it's I'm taking a wait-and-see approach as a Pods fan. You know, the NL West is always going to be tough when you have budgets from L.A. and San Francisco. Yeah. And who else do you have? Uh, Arizona. Right. You know, uh, it's going to be tough. A wait-and-see... Uh, Man, that's going to be tough for this kind of market. Right, absolutely. And we'll see what happens with the Andy Green hire. Supposedly, he's a real big on advanced metrics, which is code for he's kind of a geek and looks into all the like weird stats uh, that the sabermetricians are all about, but not so much an old-school baseball guy. But again, he's 38. I mean, he's the same age as me. So how much... I think these days you kind of have to have a good balance between old-school baseball and also doing a little bit of the new school statistics. So that's what's going on with our baseball team. Our football team, the Chargers, just deplorable. Sitting at 2-6 and six right now. Heartbreaking loss to the Baltimore Ravens back east on the last second field goal. This is a familiar storyline. Plus, they lost to the Raiders here in San Diego the week before. And that one always hurts a ton. Uh, you know, I know you're not a Chargers fan, Jay, but... You certainly live in this town. You must have an opinion on how their season's going. 
for the for the fans, it's really not that great. But I mean, anything anything can happen uh, in NFL football. You know, on Monday night, you got the Bears, and you're playing against Jay Cutler. And I don't know what the relationship is between uh, Philip Rivers and uh, Jay Cutler. Oh, they're best buddies. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. They love each other. That started when he was in the with the Broncos and. I don't know what it is, but he's got a good relationship with uh, a lot of the NFL quarterbacks. But there's <laughs> something going on with him, and you know that started way back when. It did. Uh, well, that is like you like you said. Their next game Monday night against the Chicago Bears. I imagine there'll be a you know a buttload of Bears fans because of get again. This is a transplant city. We have everybody's fans here. I personally know at least three people that are Bears fans that are going to be attending the game and tailgate and having fun. Maybe the good news is the Chargers can bounce back, and they are pretty banged up. A ton of injuries. Wide receiver Keenan Allen done for the year. The, the offensive line's been a mash unit, and still no confidence at all in rookie running back Melvin Gordon. I will be cheering for the Chargers on Monday because I'm a Packer fan, and you're playing against the Bears, so we need that win. Absolutely. So... Glad to hear we'll have your support on that one. Uh, moving over to the college ranks. The San Diego State Aztecs football program is looking pretty darn good right now. They're 6-3 on the year, 5-0 oh in Mountain West play, which means they're in first place in the Mountain West West Division. They're currently on a bye week, or idle, as they used to say, old-time college football for bye week. But they'll be back home November 14th versus Wyoming, after that, they go on the road to UNLV, and they finish at home against the Nevada Wolfpack. I'm telling you, Jay, I know you're not somebody who follows college football all that much. The Aztecs are playing pretty darn good ball, and they could end up finding themselves in the Mountain West Championship game. These are positive things for a team that started off the season like 1-3. and three. What's their bowl here called? Is it the poinsettia? There's two. There's the poinsettia bowl, and there's also the holiday bowl, hey, which is the good. older it'll one. It'll be good for the city because, you know, SDSU's always been pretty good at football and basketball. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be good for the city, you know? And glad you mentioned basketball. College hoop is nearly upon us. One of my favorite times of year, the San Diego State Aztecs have basically been churning out NCAA tournament teams left and right. Thanks to Coach Steve Fisher and his program, they start off the season at home against Illinois State on November 13th. But check this out, Jay. I went down their schedule and looked. On December 22nd, the Kansas Jayhawks come to Viejas Arena. That's a big-time get for San Diego State. No, that's big because Jay, uh, Kansas City has oh, – I'm sorry, Kansas City. What, uh, Kansas, they've been putting out some NBA players. You know? Hell yeah. I said Kansas City. We, we know what you meant, the Kansas Jayhawks. So that's a huge game, but the, the exciting one is December 5th, they're playing in the city championship against USD, the Toreros, at Petco Park. It's going to be an outdoor game in the baseball stadium. I'll tell you what, I'm, I want to try like hell to go to that game. I think it's going to be a pretty cool novelty. It's not going to be like when they played on the aircraft carrier a couple of years ago and the wind in the bay, you know, moved the ball six inches to the left or six inches to the right. I think it's going to be a pretty cool thing, and uh, that's coming up on December 5th. But moving across town to USD, the Toreros, they fired old coach Bill Greer, brought in a new coach, Lamont Smith, who's a USD alum. He's going to hopefully get things turned around, but it's going to be a rebuilding year. They're probably going to finish near the cellar 
in the West Coast Conference, a conference that includes Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, among others. So it's going to be tough going for the Toreros in their first season with new head coach Lamont Smith. Now let's light the lamp for some hockey talk. We'll keep this brief because uh, we don't have much to report. The goals are the goals are the San Diego goals, our minor league hockey team affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks, are off to a seven and two start. They lost their most recent matchup against the Ontario Reign, but right now they're in a daytime contest as we record this against the San Jose Sharks minor league team, which is also in San Jose. How convenient, San Jose Barracuda. Uh, I will say that their left winger, Nick Ritchie, has eight goals. He's leading the way. Uh, tell you what, Jay, I know you're not a hockey guy, but you think you might get out to our dump, a.k.a. Sports Arena, a.k.a. the Valley View Casino Center, and see a hockey game with me at some point? Hey, I'm down to go do it. I believe they won two against Stockton. Uh, uh, I read that, you know, but hey, you know what? Let's do it. It's part of the local team, you know, so. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm definitely down to go check it out. Producer McCoolin said he's been to a game. He had a good time. I believe he had a free ticket, and he probably got drunk. So, and maybe stepped on a little child in the aisle. Uh, anyway, so that's our sports roundup. And uh, all right, moving right along. Music. You're listening to The Beatdown Show, featuring the insuperable C. Colton. Now, back to the show. Man, I can't believe I just stepped on the voiceover for my boy J-Dub. We miss him. We haven't seen him since episode two or three. So, uh, one day, we'll get him back on the show, but he's got those golden pipes and we still use his voiceover. Um, I'm basically going to recap my time on Halloween night at the Soda Bar, where there was an awesome show, a bunch of local bands covering bands. It was the sixth annual annual Halloween Spooktacular. We had the Hills Like Elephants local band did awesome covers of the Talking Heads. We had the Wild Wild Wets doing covers of Shocking Blue. And my personal favorite was Roxy Jones and Friends. Some friends of ours in that band, Jay. That's right. Doing Nine Inch Nails. I can't think of a better band that you can cover for a Halloween cover band show. So we enjoyed that one a lot. Also, Sleeping Ghost covered the Jesus and Mary Chain. Jay, tell me a little bit about... uh, There was an artist that you were going to tell me about here in the local scene that you're a fan of. Yeah, he he plays on my basketball team. He's a good guy. Uh, His name is L1. Uh, He's having a concert December 18th over at... uh, F6 Nightclub downtown, if you hit the gas lamp area, you can hit him on Instagram. At F6? F6. Where's downtown. that at? F6 is on uh, F and 6. No way. Right there by the double deuce. Well, you get to the double deuce and you're on F and 6. Yo, he's at uh, L.1 underscore BDE on Instagram. So you can follow him there and he's going to have a little show uh, right before Christmas. So South Bay rapper? Good. I'm going to be Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. Is he a Filipino? No, no, no. He's a brother. Oh, he's a brother. Okay. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I just wanted to make sure. I know. I got much love to our homies in yeah. the South Bay. Love that. And uh, 
And so check that out, folks. I'll, I'll tell you what, there's some, a lot of really good shows that I mentioned on our last episode coming up. But the one that I'm really excited about is Atmosphere. We're staying in that hip-hop realm. Atmosphere is playing on November the 16th at the North Park Observatory. Tickets are $25 if they're still available. Also, keep in mind, um, an annual kind of music conference slash festival, the San Diego Music Thing is about to happen and great show with Yola Tango and Blitz and Trapper on November the 12th. Again, $25. And that's going to be at North park observatory, a great venue. I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've been to a show at the North park observatory, Jay, but they, they are booking hip hop acts like well-known ones. There, They are. I saw uh, the Jizza from the Wu Tang there. Sweet. And I believe I saw Warren G there. And then I saw Morrissey over there. They got a pretty good venue. Nobody really knows about it yet. Well, uh, the local people know about it, but you know they're getting a following, and a lot of the big acts are headed to North Park Observatory. So hit it up. I'll tell you who knows about it: the House of Blues, because I think they've basically stolen some of the House of Blues thunder, and they're booking acts that would normally go to the House of Blues or bypass San Diego altogether. So much love to the Observatory. You gotta love that. Well, I'm getting a little thirsty. How about you? Yo. What you drinking on? So we're going to put the spotlight on a local beer, Alpine's Duet. It's a West Coast American IPA, 7% ABV. And it's it's actually pretty light. You wouldn't think it's 7%. It's got that hazy gold color, kind of the floral West Coast hop profile aroma. I really love it. It's one of my favorites. But we do have some Beer Week stuff going on. Obviously, for the next eight, nine days, like you said, you're going to head out to Hamilton's, right? Maybe you'll check any, anything else out during the week? or uh, There is a guy... Uh... He runs uh, Second Chance uh, Brewery Company, and okay, I bless. Uh, I bless. I guess he was a uh, the manager over at Rock Farm uh, Brewery in La Jolla for like 15 years, and went off on his own and failed, and then started back up again, with hence the name. Sure. Second Chance Brewery. So I'm gonna go see his event. It's not today. I think it's later on in the week. But uh, let's go check his beers out. But uh, I'm gonna go to Hamilton's later on today. I believe it's the Carl Strauss Day at. Hamilton's on Saturday the 6th. So. Tremendous, my man. And I'm I'm excited about uh, Nomad Donuts here in town is partnering up with Thorn Street Brewery in North Park for a donuts and beer pairing. And that should be pretty awesome. One of the most interesting things I found that's going on during Beer Week, Hoppy Yoga. Now, I'm not somebody who's ever taken yoga, but it seems like everybody I know does it. And Yoga Pants, high five to that. Let me get a high five. All right, we love those. That was a high five right there for those of you that didn't know. Hoppy yoga, what is that? Like you put on, you strap on some yoga pants and see how many IPAs you can drink till you have to hit the. And do hit like the, about 100 sit ups until you're thirsty again. So you have to hit the, re- the restroom? I don't know what's going on. Hoppy yoga, whatever that is, that sounds phenomenal. Uh, big, uh, big shout out for that on Beer Week. And uh, that's uh, pretty much all we have. The Beatdown Show recommends that you respect the craft please drink responsibly that's right and not to bring it up again but i'm bringing it up again 
Please continue to boycott St. Archer Brewing. They were bought out by Miller Coors. They're no longer a local craft beer. We've talked about that on the show in in previous episodes, Jay. I don't even know if you ever drank any of their beers, but they sold out, man. They're out. They're out of the craft. No, I know. They didn't respect the craft. I don't don't mess with St. Archer's, you know. And people that know me know I don't drink St. Archer's. But you know what? Let's support our local people and our local artists and everybody that's local. Hence... Hence, that's why I brought a local like you on, man. It's the Beatdown Show. We celebrate San Diego. Well, this is our restaurant bar etiquette segment, and I got one. And again, I'm not in the habit of giving advice to grown adults, but I'm not afraid to make a suggestion. And I'm also a veteran of the food service, food and beverage industry. So here's one. Takeout. A lot of people don't feel like going out to eat. But you don't feel like cooking either. You call in that order. You go pick it up. You pay. You take it home. Fantastic. Slap the wife on the ass. Pop some Netflix on. Doze. Wake up. Do it again. Well, here's the problem that I have with people that pick up takeout. Certainly, you're not expected to leave a tip. And you wouldn't leave a 20% tip on a takeout order like you should if you dine out or a 15 or an 18%, whatever you think is acceptable. But I think to completely stiff an establishment when you're picking up takeout food is terrible. How about this? Come out of pocket, guy. You just ordered 35 or $40. Get in that pocket. Dig out a couple of bucks, even a couple of dollars when you're picking up takeout. That's going into the pool. And that's helping support sustainability for the employees. Jay, what do you think? Am I way off base here? Well, you know, this, this topic definitely hits home because of the people I'm around all the time. What my question is for somebody that is not in the industry, what is acceptable? To me, I would say if you leave 10%, that's more than fair. But I'm not saying you have to leave 10%. But like, let's say you get a $35 order. Two, three bucks. That's fine. You don't have to go crazy. Not That's less than 10% that's, on $35. Yeah, that's definitely less percent. I mean, uh, 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 less than 20, which is what I'm normally used to. And it's just for the people at home that so they understand because, you know, those people are working for that. So there's people in the back working for that, people bagging sure. it up, and, and, and people managing this stuff. So, you know, it, it's definitely eye-opening, especially because of the people I'm around that are in the industry, you know. So... I'm, I'm trying to get close to that. I'm, I'm going to be real real with you. Fair enough. And there's a whole other school of thought that people complain about why they should have to tip this, that, and the other thing. Again, it's up to you, but you're kind of a douchebag if you can't even leave a dollar or two. Not everyone's going to agree with that. That's just my take. And that's been our restaurant and bar etiquette segment. Well, now it's time. For the signature portion of the program. A little something we like to call... The Beatdown List. Alright. First up on the Beatdown List. Local TV news anchors. Unbelievable. Local TV news is pretty much unwatchable to me. And has been for a long time. I don't care if you like a certain station or whatever i can't get into any of them and that's why i don't bother with it because it's garbage most of it's garbage i get if it leads it bleeds and obviously the sexiest most 
sensational stories are going to lead first. That's no different than anywhere else in the country. But I just think nobody's pushing boundaries here locally at all. And it just goes to show that Anchorman, legend Ron Burgundy, really wasn't that far off about this town. What do you think, Jay? No, no, not at all. I mean, the people that are in this town locally, uh, some hey, sometimes when they get a funny story, they can't even finish news. You got Raul Martinez on uh, Fox 5 in the morning. You know, if something funny comes up, he starts cracking up. It, it's crazy how he can't finish a story sometimes. It's unbelievable. And, you know, he's not the worst among, among them out there. I think sometimes if you watch during a holiday weekend, that's when you see not just the B team, but the C team. Because the A team ain't working holidays. That's, I'm talking about the veteran broadcasters that have been in this town for 20, 25 years or more. So it's just, it's sad. I don't, I don't think the coverage is what it should be. So they're on the beatdown list. Moving right along. Next on the beatdown list. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, SeaWorld. You've got, not only have you gotten enough bad press from the documentary film Blackfish that detailed the mistreating of the orca whales, but... I think it's just bad PR all the way around. I don't think the product is the same as it used to be. It's expensive as hell to go there. SeaWorld, you're on the beatdown list for not holding it down. What do you think, Jay? Hey, uh, is it Anheuser-Busch that owns them? InBev, Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch, as you know, is no longer even an American company. Wow. Yeah, and that's another reason I'd like. Too corporate. Um, you know, they have a couple of rides, but it ain't Disneyland. Yeah, they got that one roller coaster. My sister has kids, and she won't even take them to SeaWorld anymore when she visits from out of town. Legoland, she has no problem taking the kids there. That's fun. It's light. But SeaWorld, a place that we used to take my nephew, is now no longer on the visitation list. So that's our, uh, that's our beatdown list for this episode. The beatdown list segment of this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and does not condone or advocate violence in any form. Its larger purpose is to serve cautionary notice for the intended people or entities herein exposed that the informed populace is omnipresent, outraged, and fully operational and will no longer accept any tomfoolery, trickeration, hijinks, absurdity, rope-a-doping, carnival barking, hypocrisy, or insanity in any form or manner. What. So. Ever. Whatsoever. We're tired of it. All right. Well, that's another episode. Jay, it was a lot of fun having you in here, man. You were fantastic. Hey, you know what? I had a lot of fun. It was very overwhelming. But you know what? I had a lot of fun, and I was glad to be here. Fantastic. What a great co-host you were. Also, big thanks not only to you, but to our executive producer and the man who makes this show work, McCoolin. You can find him on McCoolin.com. Also, like I said at the top of the show, find our find our Facebook page and like us. Subscribe on iTunes. Hey, write a review. Tell us how much we suck. You can also do that if you email us at beatdownsd at gmail.com. And then our Twitter handle is at beatdownshow. So thanks to everybody involved. A lot more coming your way. Stick with us, Beat Downers. We love you. Enjoy Beer Week. We'll have some reports uh, probably on the next Beat Down show from around town and the different Beer Week activities. And go, go catch some Aztecs hoop or some Gulls hockey. 
Support some local music. Hey, support the uh, San Diego uh, Beer Week right here. I'm going to Hamilton's. Come holla at me. That's right. First round's on Jay. This is the Beatdown Show. Thank you very much. And as I always end the show with, Namaste. Namaste.